You are now listening to the Film Frequency Podcast, hosted by your professionally unprofessional film critics, The Film Bros. What's going on, film family? It's one half of The Film Bros. I'm Hayes, and I'm here holding it down for my brother JB. Shout out to the prodigal one who is still out on podcast and PTO, but I have talked to JB he should be coming back here shortly. So if not by the next episode, hopefully by the episode after that, uh, the Film Bros will be back and in full power. The dynamic duo will be back. But until then, I'm going to continue holding it down as I have been for us in the squad. So we have, uh, this week we'll be reviewing Free Guy. Before we get into that, you know how we get down. We got a couple of news items to talk about. So my last review, I reviewed The Suicide Squad, which I was really high on. And if you look at a lot of critics, I would say that it seems like there there was more positivity positivity at least critic wise than not and and it, it's really interesting that the that the movie has been so disappointing um, in the box office now it has crossed over a hundred million worldwide which is great I think uh, the budget was about one hundred and fifty million if I'm not mistaken on that uh, fact check me on that one uh, but I believe. That that's what the budget was. Oh, and through the power of the internet, I was able to just really quickly check that, and it looks like the budget was actually 185 million. Now that's production budget. You still have to add in marketing and everything to that, so it's probably closer to 200 million. Uh, as of right now, the box office sits worldwide at, at 118 million dollars. Um, so I mean, there's that. Now the movie was expected to do more. Uh, it 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 kind of disappointed in the first week. And then in the second week, it went from number one all the way down to number five, being behind Free Guy, Don't Breathe 2, Respect, and Jungle Cruise all coming in before uh, Suicide Squad in its second week. Now, that is a huge decline. Now, there's been a lot of speculation over what has contributed to Suicide Squad having the slide that it did. Is it just the Delta variant? Is it HBO Max? Um, is it the people just aren't interested in the film? Was it the marketing didn't do a good job? And it's probably more like a combination of all of it. Is that, you know, of course we'd be, it, to me, it'd be idiotic to think that Delta and the, the rise in, in cases is not contributed to it some um, because it absolutely had to. Now, HBO Max definitely contributes as well because unlike Disney Plus, who I know we talk about Disney Plus doing that premium thing for $30 on top of your uh, membership if you want to do movies that are there the day and date there but hbo max doesn't charge for the movies they're just on there which then contributes to pirating right when you have movies that are released digitally it makes it easier to pirate the movies and so um i'm sure all those things had a factor in it and then as well as the marketing and that's that's where the interesting aspect of this is right because this is you know it's it's not a direct sequel but it is a sequel it's kind of a side pool is, is kind of what they call it now where it's you know, it's in that same universe. It uses some of the same characters, but it isn't necessarily the characters aren't the exact same. Like I said, Rick Flagg, his depiction there was completely different than the original Suicide Squad. And where this may have, you know, hurt the film is that, you know, we're film nerds. If you listen to this podcast, that would typically tell me that you are more interested in, you know, than just going to see the movie. You kind of stay on top of things. And, you know, not everyone is like that. And when you have those people who aren't really, as engaged always in what the news is and who's directing what and what universe is what in a lot of people could have seen this film and seen the previews to it and just said 
hey, I saw the I saw it, the original one. I didn't like it. I'm not going to be interested in this. And so you know, it was really hard uh, to really when when you're in the same universe, but not to really get that through the marketing for just the general movie going audience. I also think the lack of big name characters. Yeah, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie is is a huge actress, in my opinion. She's great. But I mean, if you look at like Birds of Prey, which also couldn't contribute to it. Birds of Prey didn't do great. Birds of Prey wasn't considered to be a great movie. So maybe, you know, maybe the public is just over Margot Robbie being Harley Quinn. And it's not as a hook. Now, she wasn't in the movie as much, but you wouldn't know that from the marketing. Uh, Idris Elba isn't as big of a star as Will Smith. So not having him contributed as well. And then you don't have that th those characters that I think people are just, yeah, I'm, well, outside of Harley Quinn, people know Harley Quinn. But like I said, because of her last film and the original Suicide Squad, I think that that kind of counterbalanced that some. Um, so, you know, all those things contributing to the movie, probably not doing as good as what it could have. Now, it's unfortunate. I think it's a really good movie. And I even said in the review, I don't think it's going to be heralded as one of the best comic book movies ever, but it was a solid action film. And it just sucks to see. And, you know, DC seemed to be really invested in the having the name of James Gunn available. It's James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. James Gunn's name has been used in the marketing a lot. And maybe it is that people just aren't as familiar with James Gunn's work. Like if you really look at James Gunn, while the people who like his work love it, but it's not like James Gunn has any huge critical hits outside of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And those are also Marvel movies. So when you just look at everything in totality and try to look at it objectively, you can kind of understand why I may be disappointed in the box office some, but the film to me was a really solid film, but that doesn't take away from how good I considered the film. So I, I still suggest people check it out if they haven't already. And it'll be interesting to see if HBO releases those numbers to kind of help us figure out like what may be contributed uh, to, to the, to the rise. I mean, to the fall, but nonetheless, let's move into our second news item for this week. And that is something that, I didn't even know about before, you know, trying to put the news together for this episode, an alien TV show, which was previously already announced um, that I didn't like I said, I didn't know about, but it looks like it's going to be released in 2023. And alien is one of those, you know, there are some properties, film properties that, you know, rather than a reboot, rather than the sequel, they kind of just make sense to be told in long form and on story and uh, story on television. And I really think that this one could be it. Like when you look at Alien, I really think that Alien could be one of those properties that benefits from a, a from long form story storytelling on on television. And so, like when you look at like being able to, and yeah, I mean, some of it is like where are they going to go? Is it going to like depending on where the story is going to go? Because a lot of Alien and what makes Alien great is like being in these close quarters with this alien and figuring out how to defeat it. Now you can't necessarily do that in the story so it's gonna i mean in a tv show but it's gonna it's in the works um it's going to fx uh noah harley uh who did fargo is going to be uh the person who's heading this and overall you know it being in the alien universe i really 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 am looking forward to the show you know a the alien universe has had comic books um video games of course the films everything novel so like there's a lot to pull from if they want to do that or if they want to tell their own thing and i would i i for one hope that it's completely removed from ripley it's completely removed from anything that happened in prometheus that really they just tell their own story and i wouldn't even mind if they're not beholden to um some of the lore that was told in like a prometheus the backstories of the xenomorphs i would love if they kind of just did their own thing and if, if they're given you know that long leash to do that more power to them and i think that they'll benefit from that hugely 
Um, and another reboot that we're talking about in our number three topic is Home Alone. The Home Alone has a now release date and it's coming out November of this year, 2021. And so it was one of those movies that, you know, originally I think it was supposed to come out in 2020. It got pushed back because of COVID. Um, as far as from what I know, it's going to be uh, on um, Disney Plus released November 12th. Um, it is going to be a reboot and a remake. So I, am, for one, am excited. We, me and JB have talked about Home Alone. We've reviewed Home Alone on this before. Always excited for that. Now, the last bit of news that we have. So we all have talked about now the Scarlett Johansson um, lawsuit against Disney. And so some more news has come out. One, uh, it came out that they actually did rework the Rocks deal um, for Jungle Cruise to be streamed on Disney+. And one of the other rumors that were coming out around the same time as Scarlett Johansson was that Emma Stone maybe uh be prepared to sue disney as well over coella well looks like that may not be happening now uh emma stone is officially returning for a sequel to corella um and it will continue that story and so you know the thing with disney is is that the thing well this whole scarlet thing and i know there's been conversation about you know is it double standard what they did with the rock and or is it not is it sexist whatever disney even though they they can't probably and they they won't because of the lawsuit they understand that these deals need to be worked. They understand that now with the streaming landscape, things need to change. And so them reworking the rocks deal, he's the biggest movie star in the world. It makes sense. But should it, should that should have been also extended to honestly, we're keeping it above board. Any film that was planned in the contracts were based around having a theatrical release. They should have restructured those contracts, maybe not to the percentage or the amount that they did the rocks, which we don't know of, but those probably should have been reworked just to keep everything fair and above board. So you know, uh, Emma Stone coming back and after being rumored to possibly have the, her own lawsuit, maybe that means that it's something that they've talked about uh, because of the success of the film. Maybe they're going to be making her whole in a different way uh, by maybe giving her a little bit extra on the back end of Cruella, uh too. But I guess that remains to be seen as well. So that's the news for this week. We're going to go ahead. We're going to get into a break. On the other side of that, uh, we'll be reviewing Free God. But before, we got to play a trailer for it. I'll catch you guys right after this. My name is Guy. Sunday should be warm and sunny, just a scattering of drive-bys. And I live in paradise. I've got a best friend. This is the greatest cup of coffee of all time. Oh, oh! Mondays, am I right, Joe? You said it, Guy. Yeah! And I work at the bank. Everybody's out of the bank! I thought I had everything I needed. But then I met her. Everybody down on the ground. Everybody except you. Me? Please, I have a cold fist. There is something inside you, guy. I don't want something inside me. They expected you to just follow the rules, but you are so much more than that. Put these on. Okay. So if I did my job correctly, that would have been the trailer for Free Guy. And so this movie starring Ryan Reynolds, and we've we've been seeing the previews to this for over a year now at this point. And this is one of those movies that for me, I kept getting more and more excited the more that I saw for it. I thought that it was a really, I thought that it was a really dope concept and just, you know, taking a look at like what a video game culture and we never think about the NPCs and like to break it down to a level of like thinking about what it's like to live in the day and day life of NPC. Um, and then like that coming to awareness and there's a, so while there's like this, you know, the marketing is very much like Ryan Reynolds is this character who figures out he's in a video game. It's so much more than that, really, when you get into this movie. And I'm going to try to steer away from specifics on just the initial part of this review, and then we'll get into, into heavy spoilers. But what I will say is that the heart of this movie speaks through more than anything. There is a 
Ryan Reynolds is such a charming actor, right? I think even in some of his R-rated movies and whatever else, you always are left with like, Ryan is just this charming guy. And when you put him in a situation like this, where he's kind of this innocent, um, not really aware of like the outside world guy. And then like how it all works, how it all just, how the story unravels. It's an amazing story. It's a great story with a very powerful ending and you know a, a great message as well once it all starts all starts coming to light now the thing that this movie um does outside of like gets you know video game culture right it really is like this sense of it's like it's i don't it's almost like this coming of age story in, in a lot of ways right um not really coming of age like into maturity like we think of coming of age movies but the coming into awareness the figuring out there's a bigger world around you um and how you fit into that is was great. The visuals that are in this are amazing. Um, some of the action scenes are, you know, it's not an action movie at all. And like, that's kind of, I think I was coming in inspecting it to be like this movie that's set in a video game. And then once he figures out he's in a video game, it really becomes like this over the top action film. And while it does have those scenes and it does have those moments, that is not what this movie is. It's really a comedy. Uh, it's really a romantic comedy in many ways set in a video game world. And, the way that I really, the, the, the movie that I can compare this to the best, and this may make sense for people, it may not make sense for people, is really um, the Lego movie. I think that is the movie for me that this movie is the most alike, is, is the Lego movie. The first time I saw that, it just reminds me of, of putting me in that mindset and that feeling. And not just because he's in a video game and Lego movie is 3D and Lego movie is a game, but no, it's just really, when you look at the main characters, they are very similar acted by actors who are both very charming but i think um like this is it's it's different and it's such an interesting movie and to hear like disney one of the reasons why this didn't have a disney plus release is that disney believes in it and they believe that this can be a franchise i absolutely can see why and how it can be a franchise um and it necessarily doesn't even have to be a franchise where it picks up on the same story now i would love for it too but it very well could be, you know, set in a different type of video game world or what it's like when, you know, the way that this movie ends, if it gets connected to the Internet and uh, it can go a lot of different ways. Um, and just I'll just leave it on that. But like overall, like let's go over the main characters. Ryan Reynolds, we already said is charming as hell. Uh, the other female lead with well, other lead in here, the female lead is Joni Comer, who I, to my knowledge, have never seen her in anything else. This is like my first project of really being aware of her i'm just looking at her 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 uh wikipedia page right now looks like she played ray's mother in rise of star war star um uh, rise of skywalker in star wars didn't know that um and these other movies that she's been in i've never heard of at all and then looking at some of her uh tv credits these are not shows that 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 i've ever seen so it was nice to be introduced to an actress who um like I just wasn't familiar with. And she did a great job in her role as well. I think she carries a lot of the emotional weight in this. Well, Ryan Reynolds does too, but in certain scenes and she does that amazingly as well. This is just a really, really good fucking movie. And, uh, you know, Joe Carey's in it as well. And he's, he's one of those actors that I always like. He's from stranger things and he does a great job in there. Um, and it's nice to see him, you know, get a fairly big role in a, in a movie that's doing really well and in a in a big movie so you know if this is does end up being the franchise that we've heard it talked about that disney believes it has the potential to be and by franchise let's let's realize this that free guy can be a franchise that i think exceeds just movies 
They can easily have a, a TV show spinoff of this. They can easily do a Disney Plus series um, based in this world, but not with the same characters. They can do a lot of stuff with this Free Guy series. And because of that, it's like, okay, I see what you guys did here. I see why uh, the movie was believed in. And, and, you know, on top of that, it's starred by Ryan Reynolds, who I said is one of the most charming characters in, in, in I mean, pr- actors in the industry right now. Now, the thing with Free Guy, um, to me, that really sets it apart as well is that it's video game culture is at an all time high. Um, you know, it's funny how like my generation, we grew up and we were probably the, the, the generation right before people realized they could start making like serious money doing this because it was always, you're not going to make any money sitting on your butt playing those video games. And now look at the people make support their whole families off video games and streaming online and everything like that. But also we live in this time and age where almost every game in some shape, form or fast a- aspect have shape, form or fashion have, um, some type of online multiplayer bit. And, you know, Grand Theft Auto Online, um, Grand Theft Auto in general is a huge game. Hell, they haven't come out with a new game in the main GTA series in forever. And uh, GTA Online is still hugely popular, even on the new new console. So when you have, this is just a, per- a perfect timing and it brings awareness to um, a light that a lot of people probably, a, a, a world that a lot of people probably don't go ins and outs. And I like how they worked in the YouTubers the way that they did. Um, but let's get into let's get into spoilers. So again, this is a, a break. We're gonna get into the spoilers of the film. The thing where the there that to me where this movie really takes off is when it when it's supposed to. When guy played by Ryan Reynolds realizes he's in the game, and then he he's 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 after Molotov Girl, which is Jody's uh the play the the character played by uh, Jody Comer. Um. And he starts and he realizes he's in a video game world. And she initially tells him, like, hey, basically, you have to level up. And once he starts realizing the, the way that this world works, since he's in a video game and starts taking advantage of that and starts breaking free of this day to day thing that he has. And that's one of the things with these NPCs is that we find out, like, they basically live their day, the day to day. They do the same thing. He works in a bank. He get, his bank gets robbed every day the same way. He lays on the on the floor and talks to his best friend, friend played by Laurel. And once he breaks free of that and we start opening up the world some, we start seeing him do some some more crazy over-the-top things and she starts recognizing him and uh, we find out that she is really looking for something in, in this video game world because she was one of the developers of a different game that then this game's um, code was written off of. And so that brings in Taika Waititi's character who is this over the... He's really... Taika Waititi's character is the one in an over-the-top film and where everybody else who's not in the video game seems really realistic. It just didn't work for me. Now, I love Taika Waititi, but I just didn't think, I think that there's a version of him, him playing this eccentric millionaire who's kind of disconnected with the regular world. There's a version of that that I think could have made him a more menacing vin- villain, especially when we take the turn later in the movie where he's like going and attacking the servers and like trying to threaten her. Like it just, it would have made it more menacing if he wasn't so over the top. That is my critique. Other people may not agree with that or may not have that critique, and that's absolutely fine. That's just something for me. And again, admittedly, it's not a huge critique. I don't think it, it didn't completely derail the movie. I just think it could have made things a little bit better. But we get with Guy. He becomes this. He starts doing things, and he starts becoming like this big thing on the Internet because they are like, who's this guy who's dressed as an NPC who's like rising up the ranks and everybody's... uh wondering who's really playing them, not knowing that it's really um, an NPC behind it. And even at one point, we get this great um, scene with a character played by Channing Tatum where he's really geeking out at the fact that that guy is is in his 
his house or whatever, his digital house online, just trying to get information. He kind of gives it over to him and he's geeking out, trying to get pictures with him. It's all great. But where I said the heart of this movie comes in at is because we end up finding out not only did the the code was stolen for this, which once you hear that theme, you know, it's going to be what actually happened and what this um, this free city game is built off of. But outside of that, we find out that his code was written in a specific way for him to activate when he sees this woman that he finds in love, that he that he falls in love with. And then he starts growing and expanding. And that's he's really an A.I. He's not just an NPC. He is a fully functioning A.I. that is high, hyper intelligent and can grow and think and start thinking on their own and evolve. And so once we get that and then, you know, it plays into the ending of the movie towards the ending where we find out that the real life character uh, of Molotov girl, who's her real life, her real name is Millie Rusk in the film. She's played by Jody Comer or whatever um, that he wrote that code, um, the woman, his, the guy's ideal, perfect woman based off her. And then it plays. And like I said, the ending is really heartfelt because then we find out that uh, Keys's character, which is played by Joe Curie, that he wrote that because that's how he feels about her in real life. And so we get that connection towards the end of the movie, but it's just really great film and story that's built off life and evolving and what does what does intelligence what does being alive really mean and it's a great story there now we get this ending fight with uh an evil version of guy played by um played by ryan reynolds called dude um and so he's this like they were building this character and he wasn't really finished and they launched it and he's like this big brooding the fight scene in that it wasn't great it wasn't even the best action scene in the movie i don't think but i don't think it was necessarily meant to be it was kind of more meant to just give you kind of something to parallel with what's going on in the real world with taiki waikiti taika waititi and keys's character and, and um and millie's character in real life when they're trying to go after the servers and whatever um i just think that, that was just it it wasn't needed and the fact that it was played by ryan reynolds didn't really do much to me either i almost would have rather it seen be like an avatar of taika waititi and this is why i said like had he not been so over the top in real life and Taika maybe built this character to defeat Guy um, and, it, and it be like a, a over the top of him, like of, of something he wished he could be in the real world, an avatar of that, I think it would have been better to see those two fight off each other. But then again, who knows how long Taika Waititi was actually on set and does Taika even want to do a fight scene at this point in time? Um, so, you know, that, that that all plays into it as well. But Overall, this was just a really good movie and the story in it and the visuals and the fact that like we start seeing like when they're in the video game world and they play into those video game aspects like the we at, we see like certain things happen with the city where like at one point in time they build this bridge by like taking part of the city to build the bridge. It's all beautiful. This is a wonderful film. And it's funny that this is a film that was actually something that Disney inherited from Fox because. This wasn't even originally a Disney film, but it has a lot of those Disney type themes. And I don't mean the corny ones. I mean, like the, the themes of like development and all that, that you would kind of expect this almost felt and had the spirit, not quite like the writing wasn't as deep, but it almost had that same spirit of a Pixar film. Those Pixar films that make you get emotional. It kind of had a lot of that. And so this was a film that I thoroughly enjoyed. It gets a solid, a solid four um out, out of me i really really enjoyed this film i think that the film was charming i think that it was something that you can go and watch with your kids 
um, and not feel guilty about it. Something that you can you you can get some of the deeper themes out of um, by being adult, but just watching it like kids can get a lot out of this. And, you know, I just did an episode of my solo podcast. This is not to shout that out of simulation theory and the fact of like this movie kind of puts you in that place of like pseudo. It's like a mix between the Matrix and 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 uh, the Lego movie and not the act. It doesn't nearly have action scenes as great as the Matrix, but. It just really is a good movie. It's a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed. I think you guys will enjoy too. Let me know what you think about it. Um, feel free to leave us a review as well. Feel free to uh, email us about your thoughts about the movie. We'll read them off on the next uh, podcast. And that email is thefilmfrequencypod at gmail.com. You can also follow us at uh, The Film Bros on Twitter. You can also join our Facebook group. And that is The Film Frequency on Facebook. You can follow me individually at CEO Hayes at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can also follow my coach JB at the prodigal one. Uh, and that's it. This has been another episode. I'm sorry. No, his, his Twitter is actually the P one JB got almost messed it up. Shout out to JB. Um, I, I can't wait for my brother to be back, but that's it. This has been another episode of the film frequency. I want to thank you guys for supporting me throughout this, um, time of me doing these episodes solo. I think I'm like at like three or four episodes solo since JB had to had to step away. And uh, I really thank you guys and appreciate you guys for working through this with me. And our numbers have been really, they've grown. And I, I appreciate you guys because you know, I, I, even though I host a solo podcast, it's really weird talking about movies solo for me because I'm used to bouncing this, bouncing off JB. And this podcast was originally created as a brainchild by me and JB. It was built off me and JB's love of film um and uh, our love of talking to each other about films so doing this solo by myself has been a little weird admittedly um so i can't wait to have my brother back but hopefully i've done a good job at holding it down for you guys but this has been the film frequency for my brother jb we're out this bitch peace this has been a presentation of the break break media Network.